What's up, folks? Welcome to part of my fresh radio. My name is AO. Hope y'all doing all right out there. Appreciate you taking out the time to listen to the show. Now, this episode features my guy B Keys at Heistbox across all social media platforms. He has a brand new project, a new album. It's called To Whom I May Concern, and it drops this Saturday, January 19th, exclusively at BeatKeys.com. So, Keys and I break down the album. We talk about the artwork. We talk about the producers, the songwriters, all of the artists that he worked with, how everything came together to create that body of work titled To Whom I May Concern that drops once again this Saturday, January 19th. BeatKeys.com. We talk about new music. We talk old music. He's performing at 420 Fest. We talk about how that came together. A little bit of NBA basketball talk sprinkled in. A little bit of Netflix, Marvel, Bird Box. It's a good conversation. Plus, I have an exclusive. I have a song from the album that I'm playing for you on this show. So stay tuned for that. It's a good gumbo, good music, good conversation. It's a a good time. It's a good time. Alright, now two things before we get started. Number one, I'd absolutely play myself if I didn't mention Keys Manager Alan Brown, aka Al the Brand Man, at Al the Brand Man across all social media platforms. Right? He's doing a lot of creative stuff. Make sure you follow at Al Time Agency and at Social Push Club. He's one-third of the Yukon Dons along with Keys and myself. Doing a lot of good stuff, so make sure you follow that guy. And number two. This is part of my fresh radio. It's only one way to listen to the show, and that's on Mixcloud, all right? So you can either download the Mixcloud app, search part of my fresh radio, hit subscribe, or you can go to mixcloud.com slash pmfradio, or just go straight to partofmyfresh.com. Either way, this show drops every single week, one show a week, right here. I'm playing music. I'm talking to cool people. I'm talking directly to y'all. Y'all are cool people. Either way, it's a good show. We drop once a week. All right? That's pretty much it. Let's get to the conversation. All right, Mike, check. One, two, one, two. Part of my fresh radio right here on Mixcloud. Yours truly, AO. I'm here with a good family member of mine. Third time on the show. B Keys. I mean, it's not even an introduction at this point. This is just family. This really is the third time. That's actually pretty crazy. Yeah. We was just uh, just talking about the first episodes back in 2015. Yeah, before here we are, um, top of 19 talking. What was it before Master Key Principles? Master Key Principles. Yeah, was, May 25th. You remember the date that it dropped? Yep, May what, 25th. What date 20, did Heistbox drop? Heistbox was December 12th, 2016. December 12th, 2016, and then we got the new one. Yep. To Jan- whom I may concern dropping. January 19th. January 19th. So I was starting 19 off, 119.19 with a brand new project brand new music from the guy so follow him make sure you follow him at heistbox h-e-i-s-t-b-o-x that's across instagram twitter all your socials chop it up with them dms and acts and things of that nature hashtagging i do my best to respond to every single person so you're a good responder you're a good twitter guy i take i take i take time it takes time to get back to people but i just feel like it's important so i like a lot of times people they're on twitter and then they're not until there's something dropping and it's just mad links yeah just but, like an advertising page yeah. and like i realize like it sometimes i have such a love-hate relationship with social media because i'm just like a lot of negativity that's on social media i'm just like i don't want it in my feed i don't want to yeah. be seeing it so there's a truck on oh, no, us we're live we're live to tape but we're, <laughs> we're in new york this is new york y'all <laughs> 
something somewhere is burning. Yeah, hopefully. And somebody somewhere is going to take care of that. Yeah, hopefully they take care of that and everybody's safe. Sure. But um, but yeah, social media is just like sometimes I hate it. Sometimes, you know, I love it because it's informative. But for the most part, I try to stay away from it. So I realize like it's easy to let your page become just advertisements right, right. and links and just promoting stuff. But I mean, Social, it's, it's a weird like world to kind of exist in anyway because yeah. like most of the time unless you're always talking to people that you know personally you don't really know the people that you're talking to and then you find yourself in a rabbit hole of conversations and then there's the overreactions and all kind of it can go left really, really yeah quick, for really, real so quick. yeah and especially as an artist you have to tread lightly for because sure. you you have to kind of try to appease everyone make sure you're like on everyone's good side, right, you know, right, because right. you you want to gain as much you know traction as you can. You want to make people loyal to your brand, so you don't want to like say something that might upset someone or you know might tick someone the wrong way. So you always gotta be careful of it. But yeah, I do try to respond to everyone, yeah. and uh, I, I think I do all right. Still giving your phone number out? Well, yes and no. Um, more on that to come. Okay. I have to I have to give you give you some info on that. But um but yeah, for a long time I was giving out my phone number and, and letting people have a very direct way of contacting me, which um it got a little crazy at times because there's no there's no filter. It's direct. It's direct. direct. Yeah. So any message, any picture, any video someone wanted to send me, like, I just Oh received. well there it is. All day long, <laughs> my phone is going yeah. off, going crazy. So yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna revamp that and get back to uh we're gonna create a nice little system for everybody to you know get back in touch with me. So I Dope. keep posted. All right, so as we're recording this uh, today, I believe is the tenth, if I'm correct, and we're inside. It's very warm in here. It's mm-hmm. horrendously cold outside. Yeah, it's breezy. It's uncomfortable. It was like this yesterday, but um, you just dropped a, a nice piece of information on speaking of social media on your Instagram earlier that I saw. Yeah. So if you care to let the folks know what that is about. Yeah. So um, I announced on my Instagram that in April I'll be doing the uh, 420 Sweetwater Festival in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, that's huge. It's my first festival ever. Dope. So I'm excited for that. Like I've I've performed on festival stages with john and beautiful mind but this is the first time my name is on the banner for sure so that's that's uh well positioned i might add too it yeah like, it ain't your first festival you're not at the bottom it ain't microscopic yeah, like, like you I don't need read your, it. it was clear <laughs> yeah you don't need your reading glasses like you yeah. can see it so that's good that's good and um it's really crazy because um some of the other artists on the bill i listen to and i follow them on instagram and i'm like yo to be on the same event as them that's kind of crazy it like automatically throws me into a world that's common between right. these artists i look up to so it's really dope oh, that's dope so how did that come about like how who contacted who or as much detail yeah. as you feel comfortable with <clears throat> so um it started um it actually started drew palooza last year okay. which was 21st and 22nd um terminal yeah new york city as the the finale of the Human Condition Part 3 tour. Um, there was a gentleman there who was out watching the show, um, friends of, I think, some of John's people, and never heard of me, never seen me, never met me before. All they saw was my performance. And they were blown away by my, by my performance. And 
they wanted to get in touch with me to do something uh, in the spring. Didn't work out with that, but they said they'd keep me on their radar. So when this opportunity came around, like they hit me up ASAP and were like, yo, would you be interested in doing a festival? I was like, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So um, we got it all mapped out. And um, before you know it, he sent me to he sent me the graphic like, yo, it's official. You on the bill. So I'm like, all right. That's fire. You know what? So, uh, which day out of the three that you're going to be on? Um, I don't know yet. Word. Okay. I don't know yet. So it's the weekend. Um. I'm not sure which day or which stage or whatever the case may be, but as as it gets closer, I'm sure I'll be able to let you guys know. Dope. So all uh, all Keys fans, all fans of 420 activities, and both go down yeah. to uh, to the good AT. I got a lot of family in Atlanta. It's always a good oh, time yeah. going down yeah, there. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, it's always a good time down there. So I'm sure everybody down there is going to have a, a dope time. Anybody on the bill that you're looking forward to seeing perform? Um, yes, absolutely. Um, Corey Henry. And the Funk Apostles. Okay. I've actually seen them in concert here in New York City maybe, I want to say, three years ago. Um, it was them and the I think the band that opened up for them was the Nth Power. I think that's what it was. Awesome, amazing show down in the um, Lower East Side. And I follow him on Instagram, you know, check everything he's doing. So he was on the bill, so I was like, oh, shit. Also... Another dude, um, Robotaki. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Yeah. Yeah, he's like a DJ producer type dude. Um, he does a lot of collaborations with different artists on his instrumentals, on his beats and stuff. So I got hip to him this year. So he's also on the bill as well. So I'm interested in seeing both of their sets. So that should be tight. No, that's fire. That's fire. So yeah, all the information, you can check that out. That's at Heistbox on Instagram. Mm-hmm. All the information as, as far as the flyer and whatever you need to... To get in order in order to check my mans out, mm-hmm. do that. So we did. This is the third time we've done this show. Yes, sir. Um, the last time we did it, uh, that was right before Heist Box dropped. Yep. And we were leading into a bunch of singles, and it was it was a a, a nice time of being able to drop things differently and have yeah. interesting cover art for everything, and almost a independent campaign for singles as opposed to an entire project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like let's let's talk about like between the first and second project and between the second and this new project like just different things that you've been able to learn from each that have been able to help you on this you know on this new project release. Okay. Um. Wow. That's a interesting question. Um. I think each project represents a totally different portion of my life. Mm-hmm. Um. The Master Key Principles was 2015, so um, there are some people out there that have a collection of my music that was made in college and before, and um, this project was pretty much, those those earlier projects, I was just kind of getting out whatever talents I thought I had without any kind of structure and just rapping just to rap. There was no direction. There was no intent. It was just, yo, I'm figuring out how to rhyme words, so let me just put all these mixtapes and all these right. songs out. The Master Key Principles was the first project that I sat down and I concentrated on one idea. And I created it with uh, with Mylon and with the help of Trav. We put together this interesting blend of like lyricism mixed with sampling mixed with like 
finally putting songs together and having singles and creating a blueprint for releasing a project. Um, I learned a lot in that project because every sample that you hear on that project was handpicked. Every Sunday, me and my line would go to a record store and I remember you came yeah. to a couple of yeah, them. Yeah, I came out a couple of times. Um, we would go handpick the records just sometimes based off the way the cover of the yeah, vinyl the cover would look or just, you know, you know, an interesting title. Yeah. Something you're just curious you never heard of before. Yeah. We would take it home, play it and whatever we, we felt stood out, we would take that and my line would flip it and we would create songs off of that. So that was really unique because that was a lot of a, uh, that was a big learning experience. Um, going into heist box. It's funny. A lot of people don't know heist box was maybe a third done before um, the events of the actual album took place, as far as like my brother. Um, so me and Sneaky Beans were just making songs, and you know we had just rekindled our friendship. I also knew him from school, but we weren't really that tight. So he sent me a beat, um, recorded to it, and that became Sing My Song off of High Spox. And from that point, we were like, yo, let's make a couple more songs. And in the midst of all that, my brother passed and it just took a turn and I realized like this story is important and right now I have a chance to let the world know and to make now my music mean something, you know, and to have a purpose. So that's what Heistbox was for for me. It was more of like now I've refined my skills. Now right. I can I can use them as a tool to tell something to people. You mentioned that you guys were already working on songs before. So was right. there like a working title before it became Heistbox? Or was it just like a collection of songs that you guys were working on? No, I'm trying to think. I don't think there was a working title. I think we were maybe three songs in and... We Still weren't even kind of finding a groove. I guess. Yeah, we weren't even thinking like, "Yo, album, whatever." We were right, just right, like, right. "Yo, we like working just with each other." Out, yeah. yeah, let's just let's just keep going. And I think once uh, once my brother passed and we started creating songs around that, it just made it just all started to make sense. And I remember, um, I remember the day I realized like Heistbox would be the name of it. I brought it to him and explained, you know, the whole thing and how it came to me. He's like, "Yo." For sure. That's it. So yeah. before the album was even done, we had maybe four songs to finish. We already knew the title, already knew, already had the picture of the cover in my mind of what I wanted it to look like and feel and whatever. So that one came together pretty smoothly. And now coming from Heistbox to this album, Heistbox was the album that let people in to who I really am and to the, some of the things that go on in my life. And this album is more of like, now that we've witnessed the trauma, how are you moving forward after this? Right, right. You know, Heistbox was like the initial, whoa, what In just the happened? Of the storm, right? Yeah, and now the storm's over. What's up? Like, how are you? For sure. How are you feeling? Where's your mind at? You know, so that's that's why I wanted to name it to to whom I may concern. You know, because I know. Obviously, my family cares about me. My friends care about me. And, you know, now that fans have that inside look to my personal life, now a lot of them are like, yo, I wonder how you're doing mentally, personally, not just your music career. How are you doing how as a human you? being? Right, yeah, right. So this album is a way to answer that question for anyone who cares about me. Dope. 
Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna dive into into the album a little bit, but let's let's transition a little bit. We were talking uh, before we hit record, just about random shit. You know, we're just talking, and I was asking like, what have you been watching lately? We talked about Bird Box a little bit. Not sure oh, how many man. people out there watch Bird Box Fucking on Netflix. Bird Box. <laughs> um, I thought it was all right. All right, like, all right. Here's the deal. <laughs> I watched Bird Box. I think. Maybe the second day it was out because it was a huge, big it was a thing. thing when yeah. it, when you log into Netflix, and I watched it, and it just okay. First red flag. I don't know who's seen it. I'm sure everyone's seen it at this point. Right. If you haven't, I mean, sorry. MGK, Machine Gun Kelly is in this movie. Right. Red flag. <laughs> I'm not. Was that why was that? Are you? What about? Him being in in the movie was a red flag. The fact that he's not an experienced actor, or do you have reservations about? I think I have reservations about just him. Just him. Okay. Um, I think him not being an experienced actor. It's it's easy to hide an ex, an inexperienced actor when you've never seen them. When before. they don't already have when, a name from something. Yeah, else. you right. know. So it's like, oh, you give him a fair shot. But the fact that it's a rapper and it's a known rapper and it's him, I'm kind of like, yo. To be fair, I will say that the role that they did cast him in, I think, like, yeah, he did fine to me. I think he did fine. They yeah. didn't make him do too yeah, much. It wasn't, like, out of the realm of what I would kind of. But when I saw him on screen, I was like, yo. Off top, I was like, I don't know. I was like, yo, I don't know. <laughs> My stomach's turning. But Oh, shouts to Machine Gun Kelly. He did his thing. You know, he, he played his part smooth. I have, nothing, I have nothing to say about that. But it was a red flag. Right, okay. As time goes on, you you realize the story just becomes one of those. You ever see those movies that are just like, oh, don't open that door. Oh, I know they're going to open the door. Right. They open the door. Someone dies. Oh, um, someone says like, oh, but I think we should do this and do that. Everyone else says, oh, that's not going to work. Person does it anyway, dies. Right, right. It just becomes like a very predictable thing. Even all the way to the end, I just predicted the whole movie as I watched it. And I was like, yeah, Damn. nah, it, it doesn't. That was a one and done. It was one and done. Yeah. I, I'm not watching it again. Yeah, we were talking and it, like both of us kind of came to, like, I like, if I were to direct a movie, mm-hmm. like, I would definitely have, like, especially if it's a horror movie or a crime, any kind of thriller, dramatic Whatever, whatever, where there's a bad guy yeah. that everybody else is trying to either save the world from or save themselves from, they're all dead. They're all gone. The world gets taken over. Yeah, the bad like guy that's... like does succeed in robbing the bank that time. You know, yeah. he makes it away. Like at least, you know, once or twice, I'd like to see like you know really big movies or notable movies where you don't really predict you know, like so much that it's not. There's no twist that's going to surprise you. Like, what's the point? Right. If you can predict what will happen in this entire movie, what's the point of watching it? So there's no point. My favorite movies, they have ambiguous endings. You know, you think about like Inception, mm-hmm. ending, talk about it forever. You yeah. have no idea what happens. You know, we and it, t- it almost become like uh, points of debate amongst people that are yeah. really into it because then it's like there's so many theories about what something means or what actually happened. You yeah. know, versus what they showed on screen. Yeah. So those are fun. Like, yeah, and I'm a big horror person. You know, I love horror movies. I'm not too big on slashers and, you know, blood and all that type of stuff. But I'm more, you know, I'm into those psychological thrillers and those, you know, 
those movies that can give you those twists and turns. But this one, it was just so flat out, like, this is what happens. I was just kind of unsatisfied. But I don't know. People run with it. People create memes. It becomes popular yeah. or whatever. So, yeah, I, I mean, mean, it was it was a cool it was a cool Netflix watch. Yeah, it like, was. For me, like, I watched it. I wasn't, you know. I was my I was it was entertaining. Yeah. You know, that was probably be the one and last first and last time I watch it, but mm-hmm. you know, it was cool. So we, we 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 touched on horror real quick. Like you're a horror guy. Yeah. If you're recommending a couple of your personal favorite horror movies, what would they be? Um, I'm trying to I'll try to keep it on a uh maybe on a more recent thing cuz I I feel like everyone says like child's play and this and that with old stuff, but a movie that I saw what last year that I thought was Great, great, great thriller. It comes at night. I don't know if you ever. I haven't seen, seen it. Movie? I haven't seen it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a. I don't want to give away too much, but it's one of those ambiguous movies that you're left kind of talking about it, you know, for a long time, you know, because it just leaves you with that, like, yo, it could have gone so many different ways, you know, and it just, it just, it leaves you on the edge of your seat, and it, it you know, it doesn't just give away the answers, you know, so. I appreciate movies like that. I'm trying to think. What else is a good good thriller? Good th- I'm not too sure. I have to get back to you on that. But that was the first one that came to mind. So Word. if anybody ever sees advertisement for it, it comes at night. It was a small budget movie, but it was a great Who was in that? Anybody oh, notable man. that was in that? I can't think of his name, but um he played uh he played beside Will Smith and Bright. He was he was the orc. Okay. Yeah, Joel. Um, Joel something. His first name's Joel, but he he's a he's a really good actor. Um, he was trash and bright though. But um, he, <laughs> he was did a good he actor did. except for that one yeah. time. Yeah, but he was he was good in that movie. So work is it a good. It's a good what role. else have you, have you been watching? Anything? Uh... I really just been keeping my eyes out for this new Avengers movie, man. Okay. Um, we just watched the, aside from Avengers, we just watched the, um, trailer for the Captain Marvel trailer three. Look, man, I hate to say this, but this might be the first Marvel movie I don't see. I don't know. You know, you're going to end up watching. Yo, I don't know, dog. Three trailers and I'm not sold. That's never happened. Maybe one trailer I'm like, eh, or the second one I'm like, but by that third trailer, I'm like, yo. Okay, I'm yeah, in. They got me. When does it come out? Um, it comes out March, because so yeah, Avengers comes out April. So yeah, this comes out March. Theoretically, there's still time to sell you on it. I don't know, dog. <laughs> what? They, what? How many more trailers are they gonna put out? They already put out three trailers. Hey, that's half the movie. Yeah, I'm like, yo. So I don't know. I don't think I'm gonna see it, unless one of my you know noble steeds that tells me, yo. You have to see it. Right, then I'm right. like, all right, I trust their opinion. But off my own merit, I'm like, yo, I think I'm good. But Avengers has been. Really, oh yeah, yeah. I'm there first day. Right. I'm there first day for Avengers. Um, what else have I seen? Spider Man. Hands down, the best Spider Man movie. Have you seen Spider Man? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, uh, oh yeah, you were saying that you hadn't seen. Oh no, Kofi said it. Yeah, but Spider Man, incredible movie. Um, incredible writing. Incredible. Everything, animation, uh, character the design. Right? No, no, no. Um, Into the Spider Verse. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah the, the the animated yeah, one. Yeah. Um, it was just good. It was 
it was a different take. Where did I get that from? Spider-Man Homecoming was the last Before, live action. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Spider-Man. Yeah. With Tom Holland, which was cool. I didn't mind it, but this this Spider-Man movie blows every Spider-Man movie out of the park. So What did you think of Venom? I just watched Venom the other day. What did you think of Venom? It was a little rough. <laughs> <laughs> I went and saw Venom with Trav and, yo, I don't know if I've ever been more disappointed in- I can't lie, man. Like, Venom was one of those- those movies that for years everybody's like, yo, I can't wait till they do a Venom movie. Can't like, I can't wait till they do a Gambit movie. There's certain like characters that you just can't wait for them to to do. That was a little rough. The thing was that like was rough. when they announced it and they said Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy, I was like, yo, for sure. I'm in, for sure, I'm there. First day, saw the first preview. I was kind of, I was like, ah, you know, it could be cool. Not too sure. But then once I realized there's no Spider-Man connection, there's no whatever, and it's a Sony film, I was out. I was like, yo, this movie's going to be whack. And sure enough, the movie was whack. They were due one because they've been hitting it. In general, Marvel's been hitting it out of the park. Yeah, people they, just trying to were, keep up. They're yeah, trying they would, to use, they would do a speed bump, you know? Yeah, they're trying to use like other studios that have rights to Marvel characters. They're just trying to... Get their name in the conversation yeah. and think yep. that that's gonna make a great movie, but it doesn't. It was rough, and they shot that movie really fast because they announced it. They announced it like late January that Tom Hardy was Venom, and then movie came out in October. So like that's a quick turnaround for a blockbuster film of right. that magnitude. Right, right. So I'm not interested in seeing Venom two. Are they doing a Venom two? Yeah, they they've so. already. Greenlighted Venom 2. I don't want to see it. Let's cash in. Did you see the after scene credit? I did. Yeah. yeah I'm not interested in that at all. Like, part of me is and part of me isn't. The part of me that is is just because I'm curious. Like, it's yeah. character wise, could be dope. Yeah. But based on what I've seen before the credits rolled, yeah. probably not. Yeah. You nah, know, I don't was, think they're going to handle it right. It was super cookie cutter. Yeah. And it was, but it's funny, like it makes me sound like I just hate all movies because I <laughs> nah. It, you know, a lot of times, man, like you, you know what you like, you know what you don't like, and that just that's hit true. the wrong button. That's all. Yeah, I think more people need to be outward about what they don't like because you know, no one wants to be on the internet talking about oh, the Avengers was whack or whatever. You know. They'll get mauled. I just think it's a, you know, you just have to have a good conversation about something. Like, I, for instance, I watch a lot of wrestling, right? Yeah. And WWE, like, at least the Monday show, mm-hmm. is just not it. It's oh, just, really? Oh, it's pretty bad, bro. Is it still Raw? It's still Raw, yeah. But Raw is on it. Monday, SmackDown's on Tuesday. Um, it's on a three, Tuesday? Yeah, it's a three-hour show live, and then Tuesday on SmackDown is a two-hour show live. I can't do Raw, bro, because it's three hours of like hit or miss. There's way too much space. For a wrestling show, you're probably great. Yeah, for a weekly wrestling show, probably 90 minutes to two hours is a sweet spot. Yeah. Because after a while, like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then, like, you know, it's a corporation, so they have to kind of tread lightly as far as how far they're going to push the envelope. Yeah. And, it, you know, it gets to a point to where, like, so if I'm going to have a conversation with somebody about it, like, it should, sometimes it's good. But most of the time, I'm just not even going to bother. I'll catch it on YouTube or something like that. Mm. Or if I'm home, I'll flip or I'll have it on in the background while I'm doing something else or whatever. Like, there's some people that are just, like, blind fans. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'm a fan of anything to the extent that I can't have, like, 
an open mind or opinion about something. Yeah, so nah, I, don't think I could so be either. the biggest fan of whatever, and then yo, if it wasn't good, it wasn't good, and that's yeah. fine to have a conversation about that. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, I agree. By the same token, there are some people who, especially like, and it it, it gets nasty when these people have like podcasts and their little outlets and whatever mm. that are just negative 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 everything. because they know that's going to get a bigger rise out yeah. of the audience yeah. and like everything that they're oh shouts to shouts to scam likely calling me now that's all yo great. scam likely is probably my number one friend they yo, call me scam likely every day like everybody's <laughs> homie <laughs> yo i hate scam Likely. scam likely is a bastard but um yeah like you you it, it's fine to be it's just fine to be like to have a good conversation about something, mm-hmm. whether it tends to be a little bit on the I didn't like it versus the I like this side or vice versa, whatever. Like just have a, you know, a dope conversation about it is fine. Yeah, I you agree. Know? No I angles. Agree. Uh, uh, the Brooklyn Nets have been playing some nice basketball. I mean, do we call it nice? I mean, they've been playing to... basketball. For no, sure. it's nice. I, I, I I'm not going to. I'm not gonna front like I've been watching the, the Nets way more than I've been watching the Knicks for about two seasons now. Yeah, like starting last season, and it's just fun to watch. Like yeah. I enjoy them because they play like a good brand of team ball as opposed to just being like centered around one person. Yeah. Which I mean, for this level, is good enough to kind of get you to squeak into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But the NBA is set up, you're gonna need a guy to kind of yeah. you know, hitch the wagon to. Um, and the way Karis LeVert went down, I think before he went down, I thought he was kind of like leading the pack out of the nets as far as being a guy that they could, you know. Yeah, I thought so they too. They could count on. Um but watching a bunch of nets ball, I can't watch James Harden anymore, bro. Why? It just bothers like it just is it is it the is, the, is the, the traveling the traveling, yeah, the traveling is nasty the, the fouling the, the no defense it's just like a nice gumbo of shit that I can't <laughs> I can't get into, bro. Nah, I feel you on that, man. I feel He's like his offense is rated a hundred, and then everything else is like yeah, it's like you spent all your else. chips in yeah, one yeah. in one area. Yeah, everything else, the, including ref relationship. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, yo, I can't front though. My man's my man's getting buckets. No, he absolutely he had his, uh, a nice run where he had forty. I think four, five, six games in a yeah. row, forty or more. Yeah, so I can't front on his ability to score the ball. Yeah. Um, he's never going to win a championship. Probably not. It's never happening. Probably not. Same thing with Westbrook. Westbrook's never going to win a championship. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. As much as I would like him to, it's not happening. It's probably not. Happen. He's in the same uh, like the the Mellows and the Iversons. And yeah. They're yeah. great, like one on one players. They're even good sometimes within a team structure, but overall, nah. Yeah. Ain't happening. Who you got going to the finals this year? Uh, just NBA finals. NBA finals. Yo, East. Let's go final four. Who's your final four? Two out of the East, two out of the West. Two out of the East: Raptors, Bucks. Okay. Two out of the West. Yo, people are gonna kill me for this. <laughs> you know what's happening here. Lakers. You know what's happening here. Nuggets. Lakers Nuggets. Yeah. I'm going Lakers Nuggets. That's that's, that's a different. ballsy call. That's different. Yeah. I so, mean, like, the glaring question there would be, like, why not Golden State? Why not Golden State? Um, Two things. I think, I think this is it for Golden State strictly based off of the 
KD Draymond shit. It's it's not the same team. They're not playing the same. The you know KD's in his head, all this shit, whatever. Um, Demarcus, coming he's coming into, back on the fifteenth. He's coming back. He don't run. This team runs. Um, they're gonna have to get him buckets. They're gonna have to get him touches. Um, that'll change. That'll change their offense. Um, and I just think the adjustments, if they were to go back to the finals, they'd have to adjust quick and just get back into the rhythm of adjusting. Um, but I do think the West is so stacked that there's a chance that they don't that they don't get to the to the uh, to the conference finals. You know, I I call the Nuggets because um, I don't know. I think they play team ball. Yeah, they got a big man that does everything, which is different. You know, um, and I just think the Warriors. This is the first year of this of this you know superstar Warriors team that there's a shot that they that they might get knocked off the block. I hope, yo, I hope they do. To so, make it interesting. Yeah, to make it interesting right. because, like, yo, with a team like that, it's just really not. It's exciting basketball, but it's not exciting when you know the outcome. Yeah, the fight is fixed almost. Like, yeah. it could be, you know, you can go 12 rounds, but at the end of the 12th round, you still know who's going to have the end yeah, race. exactly. When that fourth quarter hits, for sure, they just kick into another drive, and it's just not even close anymore, so... It's not who I thought you were going to say. I thought it was I thought you were going to go Lakers Golden State out of the West. Nah, because I don't think the Lakers would be so high cuz I think I think the Warriors <clears throat> will probably come out number 1 seed and there's a shot that the Lakers will come out in a lower seed. If the if Golden State is 1 or 2 and Lakers are 7 or 8 and they play each other, I think um I think Golden State, if they play each other, I think Golden State would beat the Lakers. I do. Right. Um, but if they don't play each other, I think the Lakers can swim to the, uh, maybe not swim, but they'll make their way to the yeah, Western Yeah, they'll Cup. make it. And you got Raptors Bucks. I got, oh, for sure. Raptors yeah. Bucks. I mean, who else? I won't, I'm, I'm not putting this Boston there. would be the only other team that I could see Boston really making a move, but. I don't think Boston. I would still, I would, I would have gone the same the two out of the East, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would definitely go Raptors Bucks. For sure. But you never know. It's just, that's why I like sports, man. Like when it's not predictable, like we were saying, any on any given night, even though this, these are, are going to be series, five game series, seven game series, mm-hmm. on any given night, one team can beat another team. Yeah, you know, you never know what happens. Yeah, but yeah. So that's a little bit of talk, a little bit of movie talk, a little bit of NBA talk. It's part of my fresh radio. I'm here with B Keys at sure. Heistbox. Shit boy, Ao. Um, Yo, gonna, I just want to make I just want to make it known that the environment we're in right now is kind of crazy. My couch is in my kitchen because I have to paint my living room. So when A got here, I told him like, "Yo, don't judge me. The status <laughs> of my crib is crazy. There's plastic all over the floor. There's a half painted wall which is not even the same color as the wall next to it. My kitchen." My kitchen stool is in the middle of my living room. My computer desk is at my kitchen table. My couch is in the kitchen. And we're sitting in my kitchen doing a podcast.
podcast. Think about the dream that it is. Like so many people have a dream of having the couch in the kitchen. Like this is yo, that's this true. is like the best of both. This is <laughs> the best true. of both because you don't necessarily need to have the TV in here because you got either the phone or the computer. So yeah. you can just park in front of the fridge and yeah. just go to town. I mean, I pretty much live in the kitchen anyway. There so you go. So you don't really have to travel far now. Nah, I might as well just put my whole bed in the kitchen. I, yo, I've I've thought a couple of times about like ordering delivery. And just having it delivered to the window, like you know Yo. what I'm saying, like just why, why? That's just why? cut the middleman out. <laughs> yeah, I'll just for open real. the window <laughs> for real. <laughs> but yeah, so I just wanted to give people a visual of what's yeah, actually we're in, going on. We're in on Camp here. Keys right now. Yeah, there's no, this. there's no glitz and glamour over here. It's real. You got to take life. some pictures in front of, uh, in front of the the background, so to speak, before it gets painted over again, too. Yeah, for why real. Because we're like two layers in. I, I think we need like two more coats until it's completely solid but this could actually make for a nice little cool backdrop why not yeah why not take advantage of everything yeah hey man to whom i may concern yeah to whom i may concern to whom man. i may concern so here's what we're gonna do it's part of my fresh radio so mix cloud i do uh ask that you do hit the subscribe button here um it's pretty much where all the shows are dropping we're dropping every week um you can go back in the archives and check out a couple of the conversations I've had with Keys, like we yeah, mentioned yeah. earlier. And it's even cool like to just go back and play some of that to see where you at at the time, what's changed. Um, you know, even I'm I'm pretty sure like questions overlap themselves from time to time. So yeah, just seeing definitely. the consistency and the answers to the questions yeah. that even, you know, let a lot of y'all know that you know that is that is the case or whatever yeah. specifically we're talking about i gotta go back and listen to some of those too because i'm almost scared of like what i may or may <laughs> not have said yo nobody knows what we like this whole interview thing by the way like this came about just because i was like fuck it i want to do podcasts and just yeah <laughs> next thing you know i'm having like I've, i had a opportunity to talk to so many cool people like i've been able to talk to the producer focus who's like dr dre's right hand oh, guy yeah, yeah, yeah. i've talked to s1 uh-huh. you know a symbolic one who did um power for kanye i had a good oh, conversation shit. with him like it's you never know where these things that take you I, I i had a guy got in touch with me somehow um do instagram i think i think he dm'd me and his name damn what was his name so some independent wrestler from like chile or something like that mm-hmm. um i'm a we're gonna we're gonna play a record and then in that in that time i'm gonna go and, and pull his name up Velveteen Dream or something like that. It was some some weird name, bro. Velveteen Dream. It was some, I got I got to pull it up, but like I ended up like doing a a Skype interview and recorded it and released it. Yeah. And it's a guy who was making his journey to America. He was going to a school in Philly, what? and he was going to find a wrestling school in Philly also. And we just randomly had a conversation. Like the guy just hit me up. You know what Yo. I'm saying? So like you never know. Like this this it's become a pretty cool platform. Plus like. You know, once I learned how to DJ, the reason why I started even doing like long form audios because I wanted to release mixes, mm-hmm. so I get to put all of that together now and, and have fun with it. So That's even tough. me going back and listening to them, like just listening how I thought I knew what I was doing to try to set a conversation up or an interview, versus I guess now maybe I'm better. I don't know. You yeah. Know? Do you? I mean. I think with anything. Yeah, with anything with, that you do for a while, like yeah. you, not even good or bad, you just find your. Your thing, you find, yeah. you know, your comfort you find zone. Find what works for you, for sure. Yeah, man. So we're gonna get in a, to a little bit of to whom I may concern uh, conversation, which, by the way, drops on uh, January nineteenth. Yes, sir. One nineteen nineteen. Yes, um, we're gonna in... play a song though from the project. 
Yeah. And it's called Modern Life. It's called Modern Life. It was produced by Kofi. Shout out to Kofi. Shout out to the Vamp. The Vamp. Um, yeah, this is um, this is an interesting sound for me. Um, I hooked up with Kofi because this is, I think I wanted a specific sound for this record in particular, and I knew that he he could do it with his eyes closed. So it was a no brainer. So we put it together, and uh, yeah, this is this is modern life. Off to whom I may concern. No modern life to whom I may concern is part of my fresh radio B keys AO. I'm a walking display for kids with no hope I'm in rays but don't need no shades to see I'm so dope I'm in a race on a steady pace and I'm laughing slow pokes But slack a moment, they in your face when they laugh, it's no joke Avoid the circuses while you search what your purpose is Hope that you can surf cause they'll ride your wave when they see they don't float Then cast away, they washed up for sure, gotta build their own boat Then pale it out as it's sinking, hope someone sees and throws rope This industry is like sailing the seven seas But instead they selling their soul just to sell a couple CDs Steady hitting this road for these people I hope to please While heavy hitters like whole flood the airwaves, it's hard to breathe But this my last pump, no longer faced with asthma I'm paving the way to the cash come, then rake it away when it adds up I'm saving the face of the savior, the pace of the dying off, I'll be the last one I'm patiently waiting the days of amazing taste to return like ransoms This is your anthem I'm talking this modern life Where you live and you die And you just give and you try Hope you get a new sign And any hole inside can't be filled by nothing you buy Where the heroes don't shine And the villains do time I'm talking this modern life Where we sip by the wine Twist one up and get high Could tell I'm lit by my eyes Need to escape, I had enough Won't fast enough for this ride I've been suffering inside These things I wonder sometimes Yeah Earn my stripes like I'm Cheetah Let Derek see the home run I be the base, so I need a place I can see the lakefront I need a bake, I'ma give it all that it take from day one I got the sauce and I'm steady raising the stakes I made one Rappers on they high horses I knock them off as they come Faster than Porsches I pass the torch when I have to I'm like a fortress, a castle My fortune is more than natural Feeble, avoid the battle Torpedoes I'm throwing at you Told me to break a leg Now I'm sitting like vicious Any dragon I call upon Better give me my wishes Steady building this catalog Hope I ain't repetitious In these days I'm more relaxed But never less suspicious I'm on they back Every direction I'm cutting my corneas Every corner and intersection Dissecting a foreigner I try to take these lessons And mesh them so glorious Every word is sharp as a weapon The message is warrior I'm talking this modern life Where you live and you die And you just give and you try Hope you get a new sign And any hole inside Can't be filled by nothing you buy Where the heroes don't shine And the villains do time I'm talking this modern life Where we sit by the wine Twist one up and get high Could tell I'm lit by my eyes Need to escape, I had enough Won't fast enough for this ride I've been suffering inside These things I wonder sometimes Keys up, reloading like re-ups They knowing that we been hungry But no one gon' feed us Maybe I disappear, won't return for like three months Change of seasons, no freedom Maybe then they might believe us Police bucket, with no reason They leave us, blood leaking buckets From the tee up, so please duck Ain't no discussion, they won't ease up So we must pledge our allegiance Back to these slums where we from Ain't no one tucking tails, just bucking shells Eventually get cuffed 
often stuffed in cells with hopes of bail. Stuck in a cycle, I know as hell. Why hear your tales? I know that you hear me. As part of my fresh radio, that was Modern Life, produced by Kofi. That's from To Whom I Make Concern, off the brand new project from B Keys, which drops January 19th. Make sure you check that out. Yes, sir. It's dropping um, exclusively on my website, bkeys.com. Word. So bkeys.com. So you have a window there of how long or how are you, how are you doing that? Um, as far as what? like It's um, dropping there first and then are oh, you releasing yeah, it to yeah, the... Yeah. So um, as you may know, I'm... I'm a people person. I always sure. wanna, I always wanna service the people who support me first. They will always be first and foremost. You know, the the dedicated listeners, the loyal listeners, always come first in my book, and then everyone else. You know, you you can come after. But um, I'm dropping on my website so that they get the first listen. You know, and um, from there, it's it's gonna be a little little open ended on when it'll drop on um, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, That'll be a play-by-play type of thing, but you know I'll make sure I keep everybody um, updated on it because I know a lot of people are gonna be like, "Yo, when to drop on Spotify?" Right, Spotify. Right. But I want to let you know my loyal supporters have their time with it first. Right. You know I want them to feel special. I want them to have the exclusive. You know, you know, some that they can hold on to, and it'll be. I want it to be special for them first. And then I'll give it to the rest of the world. So I'll keep you guys posted on that. Dope. So that's that's what we're doing. We're doing the 19th of January, bkeys.com. And that's yes. how you're going to get to whom I may concern. Yep. So, I mean, let's just start from the top. Why the name to whom I may concern as the title for this project? So, um, that, actually, this title came along a while ago. I've had this title in my head for probably a year. Yeah, pretty much a year. Um, the title came about. I, I wanted to. I wanted to create um, an album title that was open ended. You know, I didn't want it to be something flashy. I didn't want it to be something like. I don't know. Like, I didn't want it to be just a simple statement. I wanted it to be something that, you know, had an open tail at the end that there was more to come. So with it being like you know. A letterhead, people to whom it may concern, whatever. I just dropped the T and was like, to whom I may concern, and just gave it a whole new meaning. Um, and it's it's in a contrast to Heistbox, which was like Heistbox. You know, it was its own thing, its own yeah, brand, sure. its own stamp. So, you know, I think this title already gives you a prerequisite to what you're going to be listening to. It's, it already tells you it's introspective. It's it's personal. It's something that you have to pay attention to. So I wanted to create that atmosphere before you even listen to anything. So that's how I came up with the title. So the process of putting um, some of these songs together, was there anything that you did differently that you hadn't on the previous two projects? Or even Heistbox specifically because you worked a lot with uh, Beans on this project as well. Yeah. So was there anything that was done a little bit different this time around? Or did you kind of just you know find a groove the same way and then figure it out? What we did was um, we created, with Heistbox, we created songs with, very specific intent mm -hmm. you know i had to write one song telling a story about this another song telling a story about that 
with this project, it was more of, yo, let's just create the music that we like and let's just be super free about it and then see what happens at the end. So we created a bunch of songs and we picked what we loved. You know, we picked the songs that we liked. And then I took those and I looked at them as puzzle pieces and I arranged them in a way that, okay, now that I can see the bigger picture, all I need to do is fill a few little gaps and it, it created a whole world of its own. So we kind of worked backwards a little bit, you know, we, we just did everything and then put it together. So, um, so yeah, it's really cool. I think the way this album came about, the way it plays out when you listen to it front to back, it just, when you get to the end, you understand like, okay, just listening to it. I understand how this project was made. Dope. Um, the couple of singles that you released um, last year, would you say that some of those that are on this project are like anchor pieces that those are the songs you built around or? Well, no. Um, it's funny, like without those songs, I released five songs. Without those songs, this is still a whole project gotcha. in itself. Uh, I know um, I didn't want people to feel cheated like, oh, he put out five songs and now he's putting out a 10 track yeah, album. Yeah, like I heard so, half of it. Yeah, and, I heard. Yeah. No. There's 20 songs on this project. So in no way, shape, or form will anyone feel like, oh, man, I got cheated because I already heard five songs. But those songs play very, very, very important parts in this album. So I included all of those songs. And they're placed in a way that as you listen to the album, when each song hits, you're familiar with it first. But then also you're like, whoa, this serves a way bigger purpose in the bigger picture. Um, so you, you mentioned those songs, the process of, of, of working with beans, we spoke about a lot with heist box. You mm-hmm. mentioned that you worked with, uh, with Kofi, anybody else that you worked with on this project? Yeah, I worked with, um, I worked with beans. Obviously I worked with Kofi. Um, I also worked with, uh, Johnny Simpson, um, good friend of mine who, um, if you familiar with Babylon, he produced Babylon. He mm-hmm. also produced Fool's Gold on Heistbox as well as Star Search. Word, okay. So as time goes on, I want to build, you know, a deeper relationship with him. And we're homies, like we've yeah, been yeah. friends for a while. Um, but I think I want to build a deeper music catalog with him because he has a specific sound that I adapt to really and well. it works. Yeah, yeah. You know, it really works. Yeah, we I work think, well like, together. Personal favorite of mine as far as some of the songs that came like Babylon was yeah, was such a beast. Yeah, in it my, was. In my in my replay button. You yeah, know, that was that was a really really good pri- uh good song. Yeah, and that song came together like effortlessly. Yeah, like it was it was a no brainer. So, were there any songs on here that took uh like a little bit longer? Or I guess another way of asking is like, what songs I guess took the longest to write or took the most to really get uh what you had in your mind down on paper and then finally recorded. Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a song on here that it is gonna be is gonna be a, a hot topic on okay. this album. Um, like without giving away too much about the song, like all I will say is the name of the song is "Family Matters Part Two. Okay, that's all I need to say. I uh, yeah, that's all I need. To I say. get it. <laughs> so. The sequel to Family Matters is on this album, and I think that alone sets, you know, 
just knowing that I wanted to do a sequel to yeah. Family Matters, it, it just set the bar super high. And, you know, this song took a lot of thought. It took a lot of, everything had to make sense perfectly. You know, it had to be smooth. It also had to fit in the context of the album. And it's a, it's a, it's one of those anchors. Yeah. This song gotcha. is one of those anchors. Yeah. And yeah, I'm really excited for everybody here. I think it's the most it's the most fun <clears throat> that I had recording something with such a serious tone. That song or that the song. Okay, yeah. that song. Okay. Yeah. It's a super serious song and it's very dense, you know, in detail and story. But I had a lot of fun recording it and I'm really interested to see how people react to it. Which song was the most fun or actually right? For this project, um, the most fun to actually write, it might be um, this other joint I have with Kofi, um, called Down and Out. It's completely like radio single, super right. lighthearted, bouncy. It's just it's it's not the when you think of me, it's not the song. It's, it's not, not like the, a, like a typical yeah gotcha. not at all but I had a lot of fun just playing around with it and just like you know just letting it be what it was and not thinking so much about it and yeah. like I said just making music that we like to listen to creating that same type of music so that song was super fun um and I think the last song last song was uh super fun it's it's uh it just ends the album in a uplifting point and once you're done with it, it's just a breath of fresh air. And I, I really love when albums end that way. You know, it's just a complete thought. And you're just like, I feel good turning this off. And I actually want to hear it again. Right. So, yeah. Dope. Um, the art. Yeah. The art is fire. Thank you. Absolutely <laughs> fire. What is the Thank concept you. name, the artist? Like, what was the process of putting that together? And how does that tie into the way that the, the project sounds? Yeah. So... Funny story about um, the artists who did this. We were on the Human Condition Tour Part 3. We did a show in Detroit at the Fillmore, I believe it was. And we're doing this show, and I go out, I do my set, and right before I walk off, there was this kid in the front who handed me this, this piece of paper. Um, I took it off stage, and I looked at it, and... What it was, was it was my logo, but the B was like morphed into the shape of the state of Michigan with the keyhole in it. And I was like, that's pretty interesting. Kind of dope. Yeah. That's like really cool. So yeah. I held on to that for a while. Um, and he wrote like his his name on it, whatever, and his act. Um, as I was thinking about um, artwork for styling. I started looking around at different artists and just different concepts and different things, and I thought about him. So I found him, reached out to him, and I was like, yo, I have a single coming out called Styling, and I was wondering if you'd be interested in helping me with the artwork. He's like, yeah, no problem. And this dude, I literally verbatim gave him an idea, and he executed it as close to the T as humanly possible. Right. I said, palm trees. Cadillac, license plate, whatever, you know, and he just brought it to life. And from that point forward, I was like, yo, 
this is my dude. This is the guy. Yeah. So yeah. when it came around for album time, he was like, yo, let me know. You know, I got you, whatever it is. So we went back and forth over a whole bunch of different ideas, photography and this and that. And to whom I may concern, we didn't want it to be cliche, just a, me writing on a letter. A letter. Yeah, yeah. We didn't want to do that. So he, um, he sent me a couple draft photos and he came up with this idea of, Oh, first of all, his name is Brett Huron. Um, his at is Huron Visuals. Visuals, yep. Yeah, I t- I've tagged him on on all the artwork you see. He took a, he went out, got a cassette tape and a plastic bag, put the Ziploc bag down, put the tape on it, um, took a picture of the tape. The tape that he actually took a picture of is completely different from what you see on the uh, cover. And the concept is pretty much like, this piece of music was recorded to a cassette, written to whom I may concern on it, and you know all the details on it. But it's in a plastic bag as if it was found. You know what I mean? As if it was found right. somewhere. As if it is a piece of a piece of evidence or a piece of something that was right. left behind. Right, right, right. So it works perfectly because you're listening to it in retrospect. And when you hear the album, it makes sense as well because it ties in as well. So put it together and he put a stamp on it and was like, yo, this is it. Everyone loves it. Everyone loves the the cover. Everyone loves the title. They blend together and it makes perfect sense. Yeah, he knocked it out the park. That's a good dude. He spoke a couple of times before about some stuff for Trav. Yeah. Yeah, I I love, 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 love his work. Shout out to Brett. Yeah, he's the man. Yeah, man. Who? Uh, what other artists did you get a chance to work with and collaborate with on this project? On this so project? it's funny. I um, I'm a very uh, you're selective. I'm selective. You're very selective about who you collaborate with. I am selective because I want to. There's a lot of artists that come out with music and they immediately want to jump into different realms with other artists and all this stuff and. You almost don't get a true identity of who that artist is because they yeah. just they're all over the place with yeah, different yeah. artists. So you don't ever really get to establish their own sound, their own vibe, you know, their content. It's always crowded in this producer, that artist, whatever. So I kept it close to the chest um, this time around, and you know, the home team is sprinkled all over it. That's beautiful mind, and um, you know, I started working with the girl Cola Ray. Super dope, Yo, super shouts awesome. Shouts to Cola. Yeah, she um she's the beautiful angelic Weapon voice X you heard. Right there. Yeah, on um on Indigo. Yeah, and she always argues with me about it, but I always tell her that she stole the show. Like no one listens to that song <laughs> to hear me or Trav. They listen for the like two thirty point where she takes over the rest of the song. Yeah, so. now this is where the song starts. Yeah, that's where the song starts. <laughs> so you know, I, I I worked with her. Um. There was a lot of work done as far as um, mental contribution, you know, helping me flesh out concepts, um, you know, late night phone calls, calling up the homies, calling John about, yo, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? You know, getting guidance from people that I admire. Um, And it's like they put their hand on this album without writing down anything, without, they inspired me personally and their inspiration flowed into this album. 
So that was like the inspiration, or what pretty much what led to the thank you and the notes and everything that you yeah, wrote and released. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, on the thank yous, I just wanted to like highlight certain people that, you know, they played a, they may not have seen it the way I saw it, but they played a very special part in this album. And there was a lot of collaboration on this album without people even realizing it. Right, you know, right, right. It might be instrumental from this person. Baseline from this person, keys from this person, all put into a melting pot, and it all came together. So, um, yeah, shout out to everybody who worked on this album, you know. And as time goes on, I want to work with more artists, you know. I I want to be in other conversations, but I think it's important that I build my own foundation strong first. So do you feel like you've gotten to a place now, this being... Um really your third full-length project and full-length mm-hmm. release that you've kind of established like at least your sound now or do you still think that is that's like a work in progress i think um i think yes and no i think me and beans working together we have established a sound together although everything that we do together doesn't sound the same for sure um, there is a common theme in there somewhere. You know, I think the way we bounce off of each other, it shows in the songs we do together. And for me, by myself, I still think, I don't know that any artist says that they've ever found their sound, you know? Yeah, I think another way maybe to word it is like really finding your footing in as to like, you feel a little bit more comfortable. This is me, like explaining without having to explain you know who you are as an artist and as a person and how the two kind of work yeah um do you feel like you're closer not close i'm obviously closer but do you feel like you're kind of there or i will say this is the most comfortable i've ever felt you know recording music making songs um there were songs on heistbox that you know i was kind of like i don't really know you know, kind of on the edge about and either I scrapped it or I put it out. But this is the first one that like every song checks off like, yo, I love this song. Next song. I love it. Love it. Love it. And I'm really in love with this. And as much as Heistbox was an important album, this album is the album that I had the time and the patience to make because because of what happened around the time of Heistbox, there was there was a... uh, there wasn't a time limit, but there it was like a it was like a a countdown, like a ticking, you know, a, a monkey on my shoulder. Yeah, like, yo, yeah. I gotta get this story out while yeah. it's, fresh, it's fresh, while it's new. Sure. You know what I mean? And this one, there what there was nothing. It was complete freedom. It was, yo, let's do a little um let's do something a little off the off the grid, a little Latin Latin fusion with hip hop, you know, let's do something like that that, you know, that we'd hear somewhere in Costa Rica, you know. Right, right, right. Or let's, you know, let's get something that bangs like, you know, some some Babylon 808s trunk rattling, you know. Or let's get some traditional hip hop which you guys heard on uh Modern Life, you know, very straight to the core. And let's just play around. You know, let's just see let's see what happens, you know. Um I tried to take some of the things that I love in hip hop and, you know, just sprinkle them in there, you know, from the chopped and screwed at the end of Styling mm-hmm. or you know, three, four time in Indigo, things like that. I never did. I never tried, you know. So it was really cool to experiment and to see where I can still grow. Dope. It's, it's one nineteen nineteen. Yeah. Um, what's the rest of this year? Like we're starting off the year with a brand new project. Yeah. So 
by the time we get to the second month, this would have already been out for yep. a bit. By the time we get to February, this would be out. People have had a chance to live with it. What um what does the rest of 2019, at least as far as what you're planning, and you know, we already talked about the festival. What mm-hmm. else is going on uh, this year that you want people to know? Um, Really what I want people to know is that this year, 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018 has all been leading up to 2019. And, you know, with this project coming out at the top of the year, it'll ride out throughout the rest of the year. Um, I hope to put another project out, maybe third quarter, fourth quarter, maybe something smaller, EP, maybe a couple of songs. And I just want to take everything that I built up so far and just capitalize on everything, on the music, on, you know, my talent, on, you know, the following, everything, you know. Anything that I've done that's led me to this point, I want to take it and bring it to a new stage. And I think we're starting the year off super strong. For sure. I mean, coming out the gate with something brand new for yeah. for the folks, yeah. you can't beat that. That's always a that's always a nice omen, so to speak, for, yeah, for you know, the rest of the a year. good tone to be set for the rest of the year. For sure. Um, yeah, man. Like, I'm personally, you know, I haven't, I think I've been in, like, the middle of maybe one session with Kofi. Okay. When you guys are working on something. So all, all of this is going to be fresh. Um, I'm yeah. looking forward to getting a chance to sit and really. I like listening. Me personally, I can't really get into a project unless I ride around with it. Like I have yeah. to put it in the car yeah. and just drive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and drive around with it for a little bit. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to driving around with this, yeah. man. Like, yeah. I'm, it's I, a great driving album. Yeah. It's it's about an hour long. I think it's a few minutes over an hour long, but. It's it's one of those albums that you put it on and by the time it's over you're like yo I didn't even realize I just listened to a whole album. Yeah yeah. 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 No, this is it's it's a dope it's a dope time. I'm looking forward to that. So once again uh to whom I may concern January 19th bkeys.com make sure you grab that. Um yeah man like, Yes sir. You know how we do third time is the charm. Yeah man. I appreciate you, you know, doing these podcasts with me man nah, Yeah. This this is going to be a, a much more of a regular thing too cuz like I said like we're doing this is once a week I'm dropping. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing now, um the cool thing about being able to have already done like the origin story episode yeah. is like we could just chop it up now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like um I've already, we've already talked about influences and when you started writing and all of that shit that people, yeah. when you want to introduce whatever your audience is to that, um, we've done all of that. Yeah. Now, you know, we're talking about this project, but, you know, we've talked about another concept for our episode that we're probably going to do. Yeah. And then other than that, like, we just chopped it up about fucking basketball and whatever, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, um, you know, the rest of the homies, we're going to get in and, and just, you know, chop it up. And I'm always down to, to yeah. have these conversations. You know? And this is a good opportunity to just kick it. For sure. <laughs> Yo, know. I was talking to, uh, I don't remember who I was talking to, but um, uh, shouts to, to Stan, at Stan.stills on, on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, my guy. Yeah. So uh, uh, Stan, Trav, and I met up um, to go check out this Stanley Kubrick exhibit at oh. the Museum of the City of New York. It's like the title of the, the place. The Museum of the City the of New York. The Museum of the City of New York. Uh, it's like 103rd out in Manhattan, something like that, okay. 104, something like that. But I was thinking, I'm like, yo, Outside of like it being something to celebrate, like somebody's birthday or whatever, or work, like I don't remember the last time I've just we hung just out, kick like, it, just yeah, to kick talking, it, talking to Stan. Like I don't remember the last time we went to actually just chill. Yeah. Um. So that was cool. So like, yeah, things like this, even though like this isn't really work, you know what I'm saying? We're just like chopping it up. But 
yeah, like this is another opportunity to just like, you know, yep. chill for a couple of hours or whatever and, you know, see face as opposed yeah. to like, you know, tweets, DMs and shit. Yeah. Everybody's just moving around so much, you know? Yeah. And like the older you get and the more that's on your plate, it becomes more of that. So like yeah. downtime is so super important, man. Like you have to do that. And it's always good to just, you know, take a, a, a step back or a break yeah, from like absolutely. being in the middle, in the midst of the grind. It's like absolutely. the grind can grind you down it grind you <laughs> down bro <laughs> yeah for real for sure but yeah man this is uh another one for the books as part of my fresh radio uh make sure you get that project we've uh, mentioned it a few times but one more time as to whom i may concern on the 19th of january at bkeys.com yeah and uh, i'm gonna catch y'all next week you heard anything uh any parting shots for the folks um nah uh appreciate everybody listening um go grab my album grab and, the uh, album yeah i love everyone <laughs> peace and love and uh good warm tea for everybody in new york Eric. yes please <laughs> all right y'all peace